What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. We're here to recap a 112 to 99 loss. Chicago Bulls lose to the Miami Heat. Before we do that, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcast needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Follow Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review that's cool and tough and if you are watching on twitter or facebook go to the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel on tap sportsnet hop into the comment section with all of our friends that hop in pretty much every post game and talk bulls basketball with us goose um not not good no bueno um bulls basically from opening whistle to to end buzzer got killed there um I'm not feeling good about it because I, I talked shit yesterday at our event for the Windy City Bulls that we did the podcast at Palooza. Thank you to everybody that made it out for that, but I was talking shit about Miami, and look what happened. Yeah, no, and you, you were the only one that was coming clear on the mic, too, so everybody heard it loud and clear uh, that Buzz wants Miami in the playoffs, and um, yeah. without Kyle Lowry tonight, they uh, they spanked us. It was, it was ugly, um, and I mean, I guess the the best question to ask would be, are Alonzo and Caruso, and I guess by extension, Pat Williams, that big of a factor to prevent what happened tonight from happening? The Bulls had eight turnovers in the first quarter. They started the game shooting one for 18 from three-point land. Do Caruso and Lonzo solve everything for this team that we that we saw? Yeah, no, that's a fair question. I mean... Obviously, I think Lonzo and Caruso are huge pillars of this team, and especially going into a playoff push. I mean, that's you want those guys on the court. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Um, when Caruso's in, he they had this team up in the top three in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, and the way that he plays defense along with a guy like Lonzo Ball, who's a wizard passing the ball and a wizard running in transition, their defense creates offense. And I feel like we lack that sometimes. Don't get me wrong. The Bulls have done all right without them. I mean, you know, but when you come up against teams like Miami, who is the definition of Jimmy Butler took everything that Tibbs gave him and just turned that into the player that Jimmy Butler really is today. I mean, his stat line's not all that great tonight. Four for 13 from the field, but he did get to the free throw line seven, or I'm sorry, 10 times, made seven of those. Um, But, you know, defensively Jimmy is still Jimmy and he's got all these guys bought in and they, and they play like him. Um, 
and, and not just that, the talent is there with this team too. I mean, if the Bulls really want to go toe-to-toe with them, they need to be 100% healthy. Now, I can't answer if Lonzo Ball and Caruso are the ones that get us to a championship. I mean, I, I'm a homer all the time, so I'm going to say they're going to win right now. I don't give a fuck what anybody says is what I'm going to say. But, you know, to be completely realistic about it, I, you know, I, I, the Bulls lack a little size, and sometimes, man, they lack a little effort, and they came out flat tonight. No, I mean, at least in terms of getting them back to be competitive with teams like the Heat, I think you hit the nail on the head that their defensive presence turns uh, into offense for us. And that's something that we've been lacking uh, And as a team outside of Zach and DeMar iso ball. Um, Io isn't really facilitating the offense all that great outside of the pick and roll with Vooch. Uh, they've, they've got that down, but outside of that, we don't, have a semblance of a half court offense. So without these two, you know, elite point of attack defenders in Lonzo and Caruso nightly, we're just not getting these fast break opportunities that we were getting early in the season. Um, defense and offense that, that quick. And without those opportunities on a night where DeMar doesn't have 20 points and Zach barely breaks 20 points, we're not going to be in these games because we're, we're legitimately trying to out duel teams right now. And it, it really did not work tonight. It was kind of ugly. No, and I, I, I would like to point out what Char Char Binks just said in our in our chat here, but about he it was extremely frustrating to watch Zach and Demar play ISO ball. They were not on the same page tonight. Uh, many times Zach would be open at the three point line. Not that they were falling for him tonight, but it's still an open shot when Demar was forcing up, you know, um, contested shots. Uh, just no one was a cohesive unit. So I'm not just going to go at those two guys. No one was a cohesive unit here. I do feel like they were trying to establish uh, Vooch early, um, but they were forcing it to him and they were being forced up threes, right? Well, in the, in the first quarter, they were forcing it to Vooch and they were creating turnovers by doing it because he wasn't able to get himself in the position to be able to actually do anything with the ball. He was being swarmed immediately. They were throwing, I mean, it, I don't know what I was watching in the first. I felt like it was Mike Tyson fighting an infant is, is how I really felt it looked. You know, it was frustrating. Um, you know, but again, even with that being said, there was a couple times tonight that Stacy got on Vooch. And I love Stacy King. I love listening to him talk basketball. He's been the color guy for like, what, since 2006, color commentator? Since 2006, 2007. So... I love everything that he says, but tonight I did not like the using Vucevic as a scapegoat thing. Like it's drop coverage, dude. What fucking Vucevic isn't bam. He can't run up there like the motherfucking flash. Like, what do you think is going to, I don't understand. Like, why were you, he was getting so mad. Did you see that? Were you home yet? Oh, you, you had the day off. So you did see that. I got the whole game. Right. So I don't understand how he was bitching at Vooch so bad. Like, yeah, Vooch didn't play a great game at all, but his teammates weren't really putting him in a position to succeed either. I don't know. I, I wish that he would not pull the trigger so much on the three right now just because he has been struggling so much, and he just constantly, like, he's got the shoot button stuck, like, on the controller. As soon as it hits his hand, it's just it's up. And I, I keep waiting for him to find his rhythm, and it, you would like to think that he would because – progressing from nearly a 40% three-point shooter last year to, like, under 30 at 30, like, that's that's abysmal. Um, that's unheard of. Uh, like, I, I cannot accept that that is the reality of his, his three-point shot now. 30.9% this year, Goose. 
Thirty point nine percent. No, that's um, you know, and I I refuse to accept that that's what it's going to be uh, going into the playoffs here. But obviously, we have to get whole because right now, without true point guard, a real point guard in general, we are just getting a lot of ISO. And as Char Char also pointed out, uh, those same guys that are playing ISO ball and taking all the offensive opportunities aren't getting back on defense very well. Another big thing tonight, um, you know, our guy C Red Fred, who we were with yesterday, uh, he did put out a tweet I agreed with. I and I've said this on the show before. I'll say it again. I cannot stand the fact that Zach and Dor- Demar will argue with the ref instead of getting back on defense. Like, listen, this knock the shit off already. Knock it off. There in the first quarter, I saw Jimmy Butler get killed like six times, and he could have got to that line. It didn't happen for him. You know, uh, play the game, bitch after. Take your $20,000 fine, which is like $15 to you, and move on. I, I don't need to see you bitching about the refs not giving you a call. Like, when it's warranted, okay. Like, if it's super warranted, okay. But, like, every time, man? Well, even then, even then, especially DeMar. Like, Zach is obvious. I guess Zach's full, full-blown full veteran now, too. It's inexcusable. Um, it, you have to realize it's not your time. It's it's your team's time. It's your teammates' time. Um, it's everybody's time, and you're – you're you're taking that away uh, selfishly. Uh, it's not something you can have happening consistently uh, after plays because you're giving up points. You're not right. getting your team points back by arguing. No, and th- and that's the thing too. I mean, you're setting bad examples. Number one for a couple of younger guys that are on the team, and number two, like you're, you're again, you're hurting yourself. Like at this point, you know, obviously the Bulls' transition defense is pretty fucking trash. I mean, it's not good without Caruso and Ball at all. Um, and that, and that's extremely frustrating, you know, but they, they just got to shore that shit up. Listen, it's two game losing streak. I, and everybody keeps talking about this thing about us losing two teams that are above 500. I believe we're now what six and 15 now or something like that. Um, listen, yeah, that's not good. We, we know that's not good. And I was talking to our buddy, Matt Peck earlier, just texting back and forth with him today. Um, and I just put, you know, like, Hey man, my Miami take last night, Woo! That was bad, you know. I stunk like crap. That was a bad take. But, hey, I'm going to own it. You know, I still think we beat him because I'm a homer. And I'm going to say we're going to. But, uh, you know, I was talking to him tonight about I wonder what it would look like if they were fully healthy. Then. Uh, and that's a question I'm going to keep asking myself because I don't have the answers to it. And it just – that is what I hang my hat on where I refuse to say they can't beat these other teams because I don't know what they look like. Well, we keep hearing this concept of Pat Williams coming off the bench as well, um, which we've touched on a couple of times on the show. Uh, and it sounds more and more like that's going to be the case, at least very much when he gets back initially, um, which I think is the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make him earn it the way that Javante's kind of earned that spot this year. Um but uh, do you I'm, think that's going to happen? I mean, I, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but do you do you think that that really is going to happen? Do you really? I mean, uh, outside of like getting back into game shape and kind of playing back into game shape and re-getting a feel for the game, I don't think you can hand him the keys again to the starting role, essentially, just right out the gate. Um, So he is going to start on the bench when when you make that call from, you know, bench player to starter. um, It probably depends on his performance. Like, he's going to have to earn it. Um, this is a contending team. This isn't a rebuilding team anymore. You're you're a number four draft pick, but what we're, you're, this team isn't built around you and your success and your future and uh, what, what you can do. It, that's just not what it is anymore. And right now, uh, Javante's energy 
especially without Lonzo and Caruso, um, is something that we haven't seen from Pat yet. So unless that's magically just going to poof out of thin air um, and Pat's just going to be a hungry ball hawk and rebounding monster, like, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think – I, lo- I love Javante, and like I said, he deserves minutes. And, like, when we were talking last night at the event, you know, it's situational-based. I don't think we're, they're just going to put it down to one certain rotation or whatever. Um, but as far as him starting, I mean, I do find it interesting that people think that he might come off the bench. The only reason why is I know that Pat can knock down that three decently where he is a threat. Um, I know Javante's shooting, like, 34 35%, so he is a bit of a threat as well. Um, but then I also see the things like, you know, uh, Patrick can put the ball. I, I can't believe I'm fucking flip flop. I'm not flip flopping here, but I mean, I'm more so like kind of looking at it where I think that he has more talent than Javante green. I think that you Hopefully. think that yes, well, right. I mean, we can agree there. Right. Well, we, we can agree. There. I, I feel like that was such a fucking generic, uh, blanket statement that I made. Of course he does. He's fourth pick in the fucking draft. But uh, again, I mean, you, you know what I'm trying to get my point. I'm trying to get across here is I think he helps benefit us a bit more, um, in the short term going into the playoffs, but I just thought it was interesting because I never really thought about him coming off. The I bench. mean, but I think it'd be probably beneficial with him and Kobe white. Don't you think coming off the bench being kind yeah. of that, that spark that maybe defense offense kind of thing. What, what was the bench scoring tonight between uh, the teams? Pretty sure Miami kicked our ass. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, the bulls had a leading, uh, their leading score off the bench was uh, Kobe white with nine points on three of 11 shooting. Matt Thomas had two in garbage. Uh, Tony Bradley had six, and then there was six between Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown, and Tristan Thompson. Miami beat the shit out of us off the bench. Hero had 20. Struss had 13. Martin had nine. So, yeah, we got killed. We, uh, yeah, I mean, our bench that killed us. like 10 of those points that you just rattled off were in garbage time. Those those guys didn't play when, when the game mattered at all. Right. Um, right. So... Uh, outside of Kobe right now, we don't have anybody coming off the bench that's given us a spark. And obviously when Lonzo gets back, Io will go to the bench. But um, offensively, like at least when it comes down to him just being, uh, you know, a reliable scorer, it's not it's not there. But we've seen the flashes. Right, uh, right. Uh, but, you know, those opportunities are going to get cut down kind of bit, quite a bit, too. Yeah, so, no, I, I just I really like the way that you kind of worded it. It made me think about it. Like, you know, if we could bolster the bench a little bit with it while still giving Javante his rub of being that guy that like is literally all over the place within the starting lineup, just to set that tone for you. It's not like Javante, it's not like a rotation based 2K thing. Like, you know, you take him out when the when you want to, you know. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a Keith Bogan situation. Get 10 the minutes long- here and then book him. The, the more days I don't have to go with hearing Keith Bogan's name, the better. Uh, but those days weren't that bad. Like, no, they were great. worse names that we could throw out there. The, yeah, there's far worse names. You're right. There are. But, man. We start if, talking Justin Holiday, And it's painful when we talk about him now because now he kicks our ass. I just – if we had a shooting guard that year, man, ooh, I'm not going back to the past. I'm living in the present. We would have won a fucking championship. I don't care what anybody says. D. Rose would have had a ring. But anyway – uh, again, not living in the past, looking into the future. So, you know, uh, again, I got to give Eric Spolster a lot of credit too. Th- this Miami team just comes ready to play every night, and you can see why they're first in the Eastern Conference right now. They're a good team, uh, and they're and they're and they're. Some truce, the, the the guy that we let go on an ACL injury that came back to bite us in the ass again. We did it with Dinwiddie, gave up on him too soon, let him let him free, uh, and now it, it happened again here with 
Maximus Struess. No, yeah, every time we play him, we talk about it. I mean, he, he's just become a, a very good player in the league, and he's a key rotational player for a team with championship aspirations. And it, it's, it, it's crazy. Um, and it's going to be the typical how come, okay, how come he was here, <laughs> and, then, and then we let him go, and then what happened? He became great. He became very good. And then we're just sitting here like with my little Bulls hat, my Bulls shirt. In on. all fairness, by the time the new front office got here, he was probably already on the ACL injury. So there, there's only so much you can see up close in person from a guy like recovering from an ACL. I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like rehab, I'd assume. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Max can really ride that bike, man. We got to keep him around. Yeah, keep him around, <laughs> man. Yeah. I will say, Bam Adebayo, though, he is a, a can treat to watch. That dude is something else, man. He that that play that Stacy had pointed out that you had tweeted out about him guarding Kobe, then coming back to break up the lob. That's impressive, and a lot of he people made it look easy. Uh, that's what I mean. A lot of people wouldn't bat an eye at that. That should be number one on Sports Center. Like that. That was impressive. He came off the one perimeter against defense. the guard. Yeah, one man defense. Yeah, that's what allows them to have all these just white guys running around that can shoot. <laughs> it's just because Bam is such a beast. And fucking Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero just chucking up threes all day long, and they just don't even have to worry about playing D because if anybody gets in can paint, Bam's got him, and apparently he just comes out on the perimeter and guards him. Stacy was bitching. He was like, "Booch, why aren't you doing that?" It's like Stacy, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you why, because Bam is a physical specimen. Vooch you know, is a very good basketball player, but he's not. He can't move. He got Jimmy playing free safety on defense because you got Bam back there. Like, you can get away with whatever you want because Bam can do what you watched him do. He can cover a pick and roll by himself. It's absolutely wild. Um, Some new stuff we need to talk about. Alex Caruso um, is building his strength back up. That is per Billy Donovan. He's a couple weeks away. So, again, the mid-March target. Tomorrow is March 1st, so we're in the month, Goose. We are in the month of the return of some players here. Well, at um, this point, we could use Alex Caruso with his left or his right tied behind his back. Like, yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> like, just get him out there. Our buddy, uh, our buddy, Beer Garden Jim just got me. He's right. That that John Morant play should be number one. That was fucking nuts. I don't know if anybody saw it. has seen that yet. If you have not seen that, go to Twitter and type in John Morant. Um, good, good point, Jim. I love you. You're beautiful to me. Um, but Caruso is uh, nearing a return. Lonzo is still rumored for mid-March as well as Patrick Williams. So that that's great. Um, we already talked about the importance of all of those guys. Um, the next game the Bulls play, Goose, is Thursday. So get a couple days off here. You know, get a couple days off to regroup uh, tonight being Monday. Uh, we play Thursday against Atlanta in Atlanta. If we win against Atlanta, we will sweep the season series. So get the brooms ready. Um I feel confident going up against Atlanta, as we had discussed last night during the show. I hate you, Jim. Um, as we had discussed last night during the show, uh, Atlanta or Charlotte in the playoffs would be great. Um, but you know, don't underestimate them. They got they got some you know they got Trey Young over there. They got Capella, who pretty much beat the shit out of us when we played him. Um, you know, they got some talent over there, man. Yeah, so you can't take them lightly. In is there any updates on John Collins? Is he back to play? I have, I have not seen anything. Um, as far as the game against Toronto, which took place, is that today or yesterday? I'm looking right now. We need a stat guy. Um, it's very important. But anyway, the last game they played against the Raptors, he did not play. Uh, Trey Young dropped uh, 20 or 41, I'm sorry, in that game. So, uh, but, but that team didn't have I, I so. 
teams. Well, right, yeah, that team didn't have IO, and IO's a beast. So uh, IO is the Trey Young killer. He he stops them, you know, dead bang. But you know, I, this this basketball stretch here is tough, man. I mean, like we we all knew that with the last twenty three games of the season, uh, they were hard. I mean, you go from Atlanta to Milwaukee to Philly, then you get a break in Detroit. I shouldn't even say that. Don't take them lightly. Uh, you know, and then Atlanta, it, Milwaukee, Philly. Like, what, no, no one should have to play those two teams back. No, I think it's. I, I think it's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think it's ignorant. Um, the Bulls play Thursday and Friday, and then they don't play till Monday again. So our next two games will be Atlanta on Thursday, then Friday against Milwaukee. I do have something fun to talk to you about that's not basketball related, real quick. Oh, if you're if you're cool with that, uh, I'm down. I'm down. Okay, so I've told you this in the past. Like, I I am not a dude that gets starstruck. Um, that just doesn't happen to me. Like, I don't I don't go and ask anybody for autographs. I've had the opportunity to do so. La- yesterday, we walked past Denzel Valentine. Well, I was going to say, did Denzel get you? Is that what you're about to tell all, no, of, our, all no, of our listeners? Is no, that you got starstruck by Denzel Valentine? I, I just wanted to get away from him real quick because I didn't want him to throw me at the rim from 65 feet out. So I just, I just didn't want to be by him. Um, I did see him after we left, though. I, oh, I forgot to call and tell you this. After we left the event, I saw him selling C- CDs out of his trunk. Could not believe it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, since the Bulls are not playing this weekend, I made plans because usually you and I, you know, do the post games. I made plans this weekend on Saturday. I am going to meet Jeff Hardy on Saturday. Do you know who that is? I do. I do. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm not, I'm not a big fan like, of wrestling, but I, I know enough about I'm, wrestling to know who Jeff Hardy is. I pretty much don't like it anymore. I haven't liked it for like a really long time. I still watch every once in a while, like if sports aren't on. But I think I'm gonna be starstruck on Saturday, dude. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this. Bulls are, you know, kicking is, ass. Is he I'm gonna, gonna be... like be hanging on the top of a ladder? Like, is he gonna jump down and like give you a hug? I pray to God if he would give me a swanton through a table, I would totally let him do that. If I if I die during it, I would be fine with that. Wow. Like that, that's how I want to go out, really. That, that, that's how much you love Jeff Hardy. Huh? I know it's so weird. Like I've already like prepped what I'm going to say to him too. I know this is Bulls on tap, but we're getting deep here. You're getting to our real lives right now. Like I I am going to. I I've already mapped out what I'm going to say to him. But like, bro, I have never been starstruck by anybody. I've interviewed Brian Erlacher. You know, I've interviewed Will Purdue. Like I've I got to talk to athletes before. I've never been like. You know, you put your pants on the same way that I do, man. Like, you know, it's all good. But like this guy, I'd be like, bro. I you think jump through tables. I know, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. I just so badly want. I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna record all of it and I'm gonna send it to you. But that was my off-topic conversation that I wanted to bring to you. Is that I'm gonna meet Jeff Hardy. I'm gonna fucking mark out about it. I'm gonna probably freak out and piss my pants, and then I'm gonna go home. I, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. it, it's rare that you get to meet your idols. And- you want to come? No, not really. <laughs> it's, it's just not my thing. It doesn't have to be your thing. I just want you to watch me be an idiot. That's all, that's all. You just don't want to go alone. <laughs> I'm not going alone. I'm going to Amp. Oh, oh, my bad. No, Amp, Amp can videotape it all for you. Uh, my, my dad ruined wrestling for me very early. He, he just kind of made it made it very clear that that, that was fake. Yeah, so, yeah. So my dad did the same thing. My dad, my dad would say like, you know, wrestling is the dumbest crap in the world. Every every wrestler would come out. My dad be like, I would beat that dude. And I'm like, okay, dude. I'm like, I get it, bro. Like I under, I understand. I get I understand. it. It's scripted, dad. Right. And then he's like, Leave me alone. And it's like, 
And then Stop like, ruining yeah. my childhood. He's like, go go play with your wrestling doll. I'm like, it's not doll, it's an action figure, you dick. You know, like, it was ridiculous, man. Just got to be fucking ridiculous about it. Yeah, there, I, was, there was no uh, action figure dolls of wrestlers in our house. So that didn't happen. I had a ton of them, man. I did. I, I had a ton of them. You know, we used to do that backyard wrestling stuff, and then I tried to put Amp through a table. I did a front flip. I legitimately, I did a front flip off a ladder. It's only like a seven So you were Jeff ladder. Hardy Jr. I was trying. I was trying. That's how I thought I was going to make my name for myself, and then I only grew to be 5'9". So is, that where, is that where the Buzz nickname came from? from Backyard no. wrestling. No, the Buzz nickname. The Buzz nickname for real. Like I always tell people, like, like You're supposed to. Sh- I have to tell it. Why not? This is for ratings, baby. It's for ratings right now. People okay. want to hear this. So, the Buzz nickname legitimately came through when I was like, I want to say twenty or twenty-one. I bought my townhouse, and at the time, the townhouse had huge, like, tall-ass weeds in the backyard because it was a foreclosure. So no one was living there, you know, it was untaken care of. So I had gotten the day off to, you know, I'd call my friends to come help me clean up everything. We're going to start redoing the house. Um, So everybody like juice and amp and all those guys end up coming over to the house. And I had gotten buzzed up off of Miller lights and I had a weed whacker and I was in the backyard, like, you know, I can zing in these tall weed and then buzz weed became my nickname because you get it? I was I was weed eating the weeds with, and I was buzzed. So that's that is how my the nickname came about, really. So that was my when I first. So, got, so you literally ended up with buzz and weed, which is like an alcohol and a, a pot reference. Yeah. Put together, and it, it has really nothing to do with anything but you weed whacking some bushes and being and being buzzed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. So I, I mean, the, I was the alcohol was one hundred percent there. I were you know, so that was that was there. That's wow. why. That so, yeah, is, that, that is that how is the buzz is. Yeah. way to, to, to acquire a lifetime, a lifelong nickname there. I, I, it's wild. It, it's absolutely wild. The only reason we call Juice Juice is because he works uh, for a company that sells juice products. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a weird obsession with OJ Simpson. So I don't really get it. And dude, I'm serious. Like, if you ever talk Juice, he's just going to start talking about the OJ Simpson trial. Like, you have beers with Juice. He's like, bro, I just went through the OJ trial thing again. I'm not so sure he did it. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't get, I don't know. I'm uneducated on it, but yeah, we have all dumb nicknames because we're, we're, we're dumb people really. So okay. that was my fun story. And I'm it's better to be honest about it. Yeah. And be yeah, honest yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Right. So um, that's all I really have after I just spilled my guts out. I'm going to meet Jeff Hardy. He said, he'd want to come with me. And I told you about how I have a nickname buzzweed, but it's just buzz. Now I shortened it to be professional. And I find that people are like, why is, why do they call you Buzz? And oh, no, I, there was like 10 people last night. So why, why, why is your name Buzz? Because I'm always Buzz. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm, it's not, I'm not always Buzz. Like, I haven't even, you know what I'm drinking right now? Can you guess? Cranberry juice. <laughs> I did actually have some of that earlier. That's fucking wild. You, you said that. I was <laughs> just thinking of the departed. But. <laughs> It's wild that you said that, but I'm drinking um, carbonated orange vanilla water. Oh, seltzer. That's right. I remember being over she has you. You get those all the time. Yeah, I do. I love these things, man. It, it helps me keep my figure, you know. Um, so I don't do I don't get the muffin top over my jeans. And I've found that a lot of my bull shirts don't fit anymore. It's unfortunate because the Bulls logo and some of them, it looks like he's been eating a lot because he just expands out. It's because I have all small t-shirts and it took me to about 30 years old to realize I probably got to go up. To you get a, you got a new extra large, a youth extra large last night that you can wear. Yeah. It's not mine anymore though. 
it's not mine anymore. Yeah, Ren took it. Okay, fair enough. She deserves it more than you do. Yeah, so she took it. And I I do – oh, one more thing before we get out of here. Jordan Miller at the Windy City Bulls game last night. He came out to support us, which thank you very much, Jordan Miller. He then did tell us he was going to go to Miami. It's his birthday week, so happy birthday to Jordan Miller. want to throw that out there real quick. Uh, He ended up going to the game tonight. He texted me. He went to the game tonight. So I feel bad that we talked him into that. Well, yeah, but I well, I know. massacre in person. I told him to bring us home a win, and he did not. So fuck you, Jordan. I don't care if it's your birthday. <laughs> you made them lose. I'm just kidding. And him and Burke have back-to-back birthdays. That's kind of cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But yeah, so I mean, other than that, uh, I got not much else um, besides saying thank you to all the cool Bulls content creators. Uh, that came out to the Windy City Bulls game last night for Podcast Palooza. I thought it was Podcast Palooza, like put an A in the middle, but it was just Podcast Palooza. But I was, um, you know, I was really happy to see all those guys and have a cool roundtable discussion about Chicago Bulls stuff. Um, you got anything else, man? You got you got any cool things you're doing? I mean, cool things. No, it was it was definitely nice to get together with everybody last night. Always nice to just you know meet other people in person that, that, that you see on the interwebs uh, talking sports all the time. Uh, and a lot of these guys we have got to meet previously. So it's, it's always nice to just kind of catch up. Uh, but, but to close this out with, with tonight's game, what did you think of Tristan and Deadman getting into it all night? Like for, for like the second half of this game, it was like whistle uh, offensive foul. Um, this guy. I felt it was like the two, uncles that had played high school basketball that were trying to show off in front of their nephews and were like, no, I'm, I'm king shit in this neighborhood. That's how I felt it was. Um, it was not really pleasing to watch because both of them didn't really do, you know. No, and you had, you had Stacey on the broadcast all like, this is this is what you need. This, and I'm like, eh, we're, we're down a little bit too much for this right now. This, this is not what you need right now, Stacey. This is, this is a little too late for fight. Like, this is this is just pathetic right now. Yeah, um, no, it, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, but I will say, I mean, you know, the physicalness of the bas- basketball is awesome. Like, you know, I like that they were going at it, but I wish it was like guys that were really good going at it. Oh, you mean that you d- wish it wasn't just awkward? I can box you out better than you can box me out and get right. yeah. called for it? Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> just be a stop in, in the action. In a blowout? Yeah, you just be stopping the action. You're just like, Okay, dude. Really, guys? Really, guys? Really. This game's over. This is a little bigger than than you two and who can get the rebound. Come on. You have Dwayne Dedman screaming on the court, back in 96, I was the man. You know, I'm just like, oh. (laughs) He's been in the league for 97 years. How long has Dwayne Dedman been in the league? I think he looks older than he really is. Yeah, he's only 32. He's only 32. Born in 89. This is eighth season. This is eighth season. So, I mean. Six, he was. I'm just being an idiot. I'm being a dick. But, uh, yeah, so. Was, was he, like, eight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we touched on this to close. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I fucking, seriously. I'm dead the, man. I'm dead man. <laughs> the guy looks like fucking Greg Oden's brother. And Greg Oden looks 73 years old since he was two. So I don't really know, you know. There's just some people that are like that. You have the people that look old, you know. It's not their fault. It's in their genes. I shouldn't be making fun of it, but it's fucking funny. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he's been around forever, and if you would have put a gun to my head and asked me right now how old is Dwayne Dedman, no, I, I would have said, 
I would have said 40 and I would have been dead. Been it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought older than 32 as well. So right. I, I mean, I'm 30. But people think I look 40. Do I look 40? No. Okay. There's not there's not a gray hair in that beard. There's it's one. Just, there's one. There's, there's one. Yeah, it's like right there. You okay. can't see it. No, I don't know why I bought this damn camera. It didn't have high enough resolution to see freaking. Don't let anybody tell you that. You don't you don't look 40, buddy. You're good. That means a lot to me, man. Thank you. You don't look a day over 25 yourself. It's good shit. All right. I've got nothing else. We went on our crazy rant because honestly, we didn't want to talk about them getting their ass kicked the whole time. So I like doing this better. Um <laughs> everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Fuck you, Jim. If you were watching on the Facebook or Twitter, please go to the YouTube and subscribe to the on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel. That'd be cool. Um, also, we'll be back on Thursday after the Bulls play the Atlanta Hawks. That game does start at 6 p.m., so just mark that down. That game starts at 6 p.m. We'll be back Thursday. Let's go, Bulls.